The views, opinions, and content of the show hosts and their guests appearing on America's Web Radio are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the station. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Good morning and welcome to America's Web Radio. And uh, it is December for sure in Atlanta, Georgia. It is colder than a well digger's arse. And uh, so that I just dated the show, which I tell all of my hosts, don't date shows because we replay them. And when they hear this in uh, the middle of July and people are sweating, they'll like, what's he talking about? But the fact of the matter is we're getting ready for the master of rhyme time and the... Art of reality, a bite of reality. And we've never questioned where exactly Mark takes that bite, but one can only imagine anybody that would come up with rhyme time week after week and do such a, and does such a good job of it has to have a particular place he likes to bite. So without further ado, we're going to welcome Mr. Mark the Shark himself. The scariest attorney in New York City. People walk on the other side of the street just to avoid the potential bite of Mark the Shark. Good morning, Mark. Have you all had Good any morning. Yeah, Good any morning, y'all. Good morning. Hope you're enjoying the global warming. Oh yeah. We, we, uh, we put an order in for Al to fly around in his private jet and warm things up. It's a beautiful thing when global warming hits Atlanta at 13 degrees. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, so that are cold. Your one plow in Atlanta must be working overtime right now. It, it's uh, trying to stack its bags. We used to we used to joke about uh, two snowflakes in Atlanta got together and what happened? Everybody went home for the day. Yeah, you know what I always loved this. You know, you say it's going to snow. Well, all of a sudden, all the grocery stores are hit like savages. You know and what what I find funny is that people buy up meat, you know, and they put it in their freezer. Like I'm getting prepared. I'm gonna have meat, even if the electricity goes out. Oh well, if the electricity goes out, all that meat I just bought might spoil. So hey, you just pull up your solar panel and heat up your food. That's right. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> and uh, and pull out your uh, electric grill. And grill those steaks up right quick. But anyway. I swear, Your Honor, it was an electric grill. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're not having any snow or any, any, anything other than wind. My goodness, did we, did we have a blast of wind come through here? And I think they're calling this Elliot. I think it must be Elliot Ness. It's got a name? Yeah, it has a name, Elliot. I thought we only named hurricanes and Tornadoes and nope, things they, like that. They've decided to name everything now. And, uh, and this is Elliot coming down from the north, from the uh -oh. North Pole ahead of Santa Sounds like Pole. a racist statement to me. Yeah, well, probably is. But anyway, with that being well, said, I'm going to turn it over to Mr. Rhyme Time himself. Because thank I've been you, looking thank for you. this for a week. Okay. It's thank all you. Yours. Legendary Dave. Thank you for the introduction, as always. So, without any further ado, we're going to jump right back into rhyme time. 
as we begin Rhyme Time this week. As always, once again, it is the truth that we seek. I'd like to think that things are running well and that the Biden administration is treating America real well and swell. But that apparently is not the story we can tell. As I believe the fight for America in the ring of reality, I just heard the bell. There seems to be no reason or rhyme for the things that this administration does all the time. The people we send to Washington to represent us, it seems like our elected officials just run over us and throw us under the bus. When did the people's needs get addressed by the people we elect and their deeds? Seems that when these elected people go to Washington after an election, they lose a sense of duty and honor, and with we the people, they have no connection. It's not that I can believe in what they do. It's that they do nothing for me and you. So now on to Sam Bankman-Fried, the one person who is serious about greed. Two or three billion missing, that's just a spit in the bucket, as he stands up and tells investors, just suck it. January 6th, people who went into the Capitol are held and still in jail, while the person who stole three or four billion gets out with actually just a signature bond, no money, or bail. Next, the Senate passed the $1.7 of what they think is their money. Perhaps Biden was given direction on how to spend it again by the Easter Bunny. The omnibus spending bill has more pork than a giant ham, and quite frankly, it will do nothing for the Americas but put us in a jam. There is no sense of reality. That which our elected officials maintain, when trying to read through this bill, 1.7 trillion of our man being spent, it's clear they've all gone insane. I wish I could tell you it's not true, but with the Republican Party, I am now through. I can no longer in good conscience be part of the insanity while I scream at the television from their actions profanity. It's the problem I have with the people we elect as they take part, each and every one of them, and this country they wrecked. We've gone completely off the map, and at the border, we can't even control it. We can't close the gap. I look at what's going on in Washington, and it's just a bucket of crap. This spending of money out of control around my head, I just can't wrap. No person of true standards or intelligence would spend like a drunken sailor, if stupidity was a crime in Washington, we would have to hire many more than just one jailer. Mitch McConnell and the dead Republicans club must go. For once again, we send them into battle with the Democrats, and they came back with nothing to show. I'm tired of the continual disappointed in their actions. It just seems that they forgot about the real America. The only They are only concerned with some of the fringe fractions. To go along with the insanity is insane. And it's clear the Republicans and the Democrats in Washington are not using their brain. I'm baffled by the amount of pork in this spending bill. It's apparent that the Democrats have broken the Republicans' will. For anyone to vote for another $1.7 trillion, 
heading into a deeper recession. This might as well be a zillion. 32 trillion America's debt is now at. In this game, you don't get 10 strikes when you're at bat. I've given the Republicans the benefit of the doubt in hopes that they could work it out. Seems my trust in the Republicans was foolish indeed. And for that I must now readily secede. I can no longer support a party who doesn't care and whose policies and spending for us, they are really a scare. The vote on the omnibus spending bill is not rational nor responsible. This continued spending in Washington to maintain is impossible. So I stand before you today with a sense of defeat, betrayed by the senators who we gave a seat. As they finish trashing what's left of America, just think about this. When the next election comes up, every one of them who voted for this, we must dismiss. Merry Christmas and Happy Hanukkah to our audience from Bite of Reality and the Shark, I say, that you and your families and your loved ones should have a simply fantastic eight or 12 days. So as we close Ryan time this week, we ask for forgiveness for the elected officials and their tasks and wait for it. In a week or two, they're going to be telling you, put back on your masks. Thank you. Thank you very much. So I was going to start the show this week with a rundown, but I realized that next week will be our final show of the year and we'll have the rundown next year. Well, it'll be this year for next year or this year for last year. It depends on what we do. So what I looked at is the amazing 1.7 trillion more money that they are spending. And what I found interesting is 400 or 4,000, it should be 400, 4,155 page bill. It was voted on by the Senate, 68 to 29. So let me give you the Republican, the, how we, how would we say this? Um, oh, let me see. Traitors, uh, anti-Americanists. Oh wait, you can't say that word. That's right. So, Roy Blunt of Missouri, John Boozman, Arizona, Shelley Moore Capito, West Virginia, Susan Collins, Maine. There's a shocker, huh? John Cornyn, Texas. Whoa, another shocker. Tom Cotton, Arizona. Now that's a shocker. Lindsey Graham, not a shocker. South Carolina. Jim Inhofe, Oklahoma. Mitch McConnell, Kentucky. Gee, the new Democrat. Jim Moran, Kansas. Lisa Murkowski, Alaska. Not a shock. Robert Portman, Ohio. Mitt Romney. Not a big shocker at all from Utah. Welcome, Mitt Romney, to the game. Mike Rounds, South Dakota. Richard Shelby, Alabama. John Thune. Happy retirement, South Dakota. Roger Wicker, Missouri. And finally, last but not least, Todd Young, Indiana, all in favor of the legislation. So, where's your one point seven trillion going? You know, I I hate to say it, I really I'm not kidding. I'm out of the Republicans. I am just done. I'm done. 
You know, we send people to Washington who are allegedly supposed to represent our views and our conservative views. And to some extent, when you send someone to Washington, my big problem is, is that they're not representing themselves. They are supposed to be representing we the people. We're the people who vote for them. So if you don't agree with we the people and you have a different opinion, then don't run. Don't take the seat. Because if you're not going to represent me, then you know what? You don't deserve to be there. And we do this on a majority vote normally, right? Except when they come up with a couple of new uh, registrations, dead people, things like that. You know, when they always ask what happens when you die, they say you vote Democrat. (laughs) So what I was looking at is Mitch McConnell, for all intents and purposes, is the new Democratic Party. There's now two Democratic parties, and there's a weak fraction of, I think, Republicans somewhere along the lines there. But they're the guys who stay in the background. They don't really do much, and they don't get much done. And honestly, I think as a new Democrat, Mitch McConnell likes his position. He's not responsible for anything. He doesn't have to do anything. He just has to vote along with everybody else. And he's fine with that. You know, if you're a Republican, quite frankly, get out now while you still can, while you still have your self-worth and some pride. The Republicans have failed. They're nothing more than a second Democratic Party. That's it. I'll say it again. The second Democratic Party. The old dinosaurs like Mitch McConnell, Lindsey Graham. These are the guys who tell you the good game during the election. Oh, yeah, we're on top of it. We got your back. And then, bam, what happens? Nothing. They're done. They just vote along with the rest of the knuckleheads. Now, I'm trying to figure out, now I know why they needed 87,000 new IRS agents. Because they need $1.7 more money to finish unraveling America. So, in the middle of a recession... They've decided, now, housing building permits are down 11%. U.S. mortgage rates, they're now at about 6.5%, which is, well, three times more than one to Trump. I know that's a dirty word, but I don't think it's one of the FCC dirty words, so it's okay. You know, but I, I just, I'm baffled by the fact they know there's a new Congress coming in the Senate. They know that the Senate and the Congress will have to negotiate in a different light with a Republican-controlled Congress. But yet, the Senate and Mitch McConnell stabs America in the back. With a smile on his face, by the way, he turns around and he says, F you, America. I'm going to vote with the Democrats here, and we're going to lock you in to all of this for the next year, for 2023. Instead of doing the smart thing, which was to let this bill die, not vote yet for it, okay? You have two weeks, two actually less than two weeks. You got eight days, and then you're done. I don't get it. I really don't get it. You know, politics has become the new trash heap. It's, it's just incredible. I don't even know what to say anymore. You know, we are spending in this bill... I'll let you know right after these short break. You're going to love it on the next set. 
Mark, I'm going to take this second to, I just, uh, Brett just told me that, uh, one of our longtime hosts, uh, passed away yesterday and he had been sick for some time now and uh, we just want to dedicate the rest of today to uh, Carlos he did let's talk Venezuelan and uh, I was very sorry to hear that this has been uh, a uh, particularly bad year for uh, folks that uh I know that, uh, have gone on and, uh, we, uh, want to wish our best to Josie and, uh, and remember Carlos as we go through the rest of the day. So we'll be back with Mark the Shark right after this. In 2009, the membership organization Docs for Patient Care was founded. People all around the country wanted to participate in the efforts of this group, and they wanted to join, but they were unable to do so unless they were physicians. It's for this reason that the Docs for Patient Care Foundation was created. Now, everyone can join the fight and become a member of an organization created by doctors for patients, dedicated to fighting for your health care freedom and preserving the doctor-patient relationship. While you're at your computer, please go to www.docs4patientcarefoundation.org. That's www.docs4patientcarefoundation.org and make a tax-deductible donation and join the fight along with us. Thank you. If you want the truth about politics, medicine, weapons, classic cars, and more, you'll want to tune in to America's Web Radio. You can listen to all of your favorite shows live at www.americaswebradio.com or on demand on iTunes, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. That's www.americaswebradio.com. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And you're listening. You're back with Bite of Reality with Mark the Shark. Yeah, we just wanted to send out condolences to Carlos's family uh, for the loss, and it's a great loss to America's Web Radio. And just wanted to do that shout out. Um, all the best, and they'll be in our hearts and in our prayers. And one of the things right before the break we were talking about is 1.7 trillion dollars and 32 trillion in debt for America. But 350 million Americans, that's a pile of debt. That's a lot of debt. That's more debt than you and me will probably see in a couple of years in income. But some of these things that they put in this bill really should frustrate and outrage America. Now, the total tally for Ukraine, which, don't get me wrong, I understand the situation in Ukraine. I really do. I've researched it, I've looked at it, and what Russia's doing is an abysmal failure of the world's policy. Uh, this one I won't blame entirely on Biden. You know, Europe set the stage, and we're now paying the bill. So when Russia put 175,000 troops on the edge of Ukraine, did Europe think, like Biden did, that they were all going out for ice cream? 
that they were just taking a sightseeing tour? Or was it time at that point to put down the red line in the sand? You know, remember that from uh, Obama? Yes, the red line in the sand. Well, let me redraw it again. Okay, let me draw it over here. Let me back it up a little bit. Yeah, America doesn't back up. That's what we used to say. America doesn't back up. We are a force to be reckoned with. Okay? Why did we have the best and the brightest and the most deadliest military in the world? And what did we have? We didn't have any conflicts. You know, because you don't want to go up against America. But when you're making American soldiers a bunch of weenies, and you're talking about which genders to use, which can you use chief? No, because that's a cultural appropriation of Indians. Can we stop being stupid in America for just five minutes and recognize that we're wrecking and unraveling this country? I don't understand why. What was so bad about America that we needed to completely unravel it and rebuild it? Really, I was very proud of America, and I've always been proud of America. And when I was a kid, in the classroom was an American flag. Right into every classroom and every morning over the loudspeaker, we said the Pledge of Allegiance. And what did that do? That made us Americans. Yes, Stanford, you knuckleheads. I could tell you, if I had a kid going to Stanford right now, I would defund that tuition and he'd be out of that school in five minutes. Then we'll see if we have enough time to get to the Stanford issue with their let's change language this is what you're sending your kid to school at roughly 60000 to tuition to learn, you know. And we wonder why China's laughing. You know, to give you an example of what's in this stupid bill, there's $500 million for the protection of other countries' borders. Let me, $500 million, okay, that's half a billion, to protect other countries' borders not the United States. In fact, by the way, there's not a dime in that 4,100-page monstrosity that protects our border. Yes, it doesn't send 87,000 new border agents. No, it doesn't. Does it say fill in the gaps and build the wall? No, it doesn't. Here's another brilliant idea. After we raise our debt to 32 million, we're giving Ukraine 45 billion, which is right now hovering around total of 105.5 billion dollars. And I found it pretty amazing that in this bill and the Senate who represent America, that's what they tell you has only $40 billion to assist the United States communities in recovering from disasters. Yeah, let that sink in. $45 billion to Ukraine, $40 billion to assist USA communities from recovering from disasters, floods, hurricanes, etc. How's that feel? How's that feel, America? $105 billion to Ukraine and just $40 billion to you. Of your own money. Yeah, because guess what? The government doesn't create it. They just take it. They collect it. So 
Now our national debt's $32 trillion. That's really going to help us. That's really going to be great. You know, I, I just, I love these reports. I really do. I love these kind of like, you see the bill, we have to pass it to know what's in it. The, the famous Nancy Pelosi statement from the last garbage, the Inflation Reduction Act that raised inflation. And, and by the way, I looked at some real numbers, pulled up some numbers off of the, uh, the government websites. <laughs> well, apparently they can't get those together either. Um, I guess Biden was touting a million jobs created. Well, guess what, folks? It's like the rest of what they tell you from that White House. Only 10,000 jobs. Yeah, it was a, uh, let's see, what did they call it? A rounding error. Yes, million to 10,000 jobs created. And let's be real clear, because that's that famous word. Let's be real clear that something, that word clear needs to be redefined as cloudy. So it's not clear anymore. It just means fuzzy, fuzzy math, fuzzy boots, things like that. So the bottom line is that it wasn't a million jobs created. It's 10,000 jobs. That's a slight difference, slight, slight difference. But now they tell you that. They're going to fix that now. How's that get broken? Well, you know, it's like, it's like the border. How did it get broken? Administrative policies of the presidency. You know, we know what's going on. The problem is we're not doing anything about it. Now, 1776, I'll bring you back to the founding of this fantastic, or what was a fantastic country. And we kind of broke away from the dictator. Remember the king? Yeah, we didn't like kings. Back then we said, no, freedom. Remember freedom? No censorship? That kind of thing. Remember that? Yeah. Back when morals were taught. You know, it just amazes me that when you took the flag out of the classroom, you took the Pledge of Allegiance out of the classroom, you took civics out of the classroom, you took teaching people how to think and not what to think out of the classroom, you destroyed the youth. And then you took them out of school for two years and you put masks on them so they couldn't develop. They didn't have friendships. They didn't have bonds. So what is America going to be? It's a disaster about to happen. It's unraveled. It's completely downhill. So, you know, someone told me this week, I should try to be more positive and that, uh, you know, people would appreciate me being more positive. So congratulations to the Senate and the Congress. You have completely destroyed America and thank you. You've wrecked it. And I'm so proud of you. So proud of our senators. You know, every once in a while, I would hope that we would send someone to Washington with a backbone and someone who agrees to when they take that oath to represent the people who elected them. And that's a good question. If there's half the people who you were elected by want one thing and half want the other thing, what do you do? Well, you know what? That's a great question. But you don't do what only one half wants. You don't do what only one has. You compromise. I know that's a dirty word in Washington also. Compromise, the word. It's a horrible word, right? So I'd be remiss if I didn't talk about the the news headlines this week about the FTX cryptocurrency at Alameda. 
So Sam Bankman Freed, <laughs> never trust anybody with a dash in their name. He's the former, former CEO of the collapsed entity FTX crypto exchange. Yeah, you know that guy, right? Well, he was in Manhattan federal court this week and he was released on bail. Now, let me just explain this to you because it's very interesting because, you know, the prosecutors were touting this as the largest bail ever set in a white collar crime. That's a racist term to begin with, by the way. By the way, they should think about that. Hey, hey, Stanford, where are you? Take that out. White collar crime. We should just call that crime committed by dirtbag. So we have this guy and they, they're jumping up and down. It's the largest bail ever posted. $250 million. After you lost three or four billion and maybe more. But here's the amazing thing. Folks, pay attention. This is federal court. You know how Volkswagen had or used to have the sign and drive? You know, they used to say sign and drive sale, just sign and drive out the door. You don't have to pay anything. That's what this is. There was nothing posted except for the parents' house. And that really technically wasn't even posted. If you looked at the, the bail receipt, it's a signatory and guaranteed by the parents who apparently had $121 million of Bohemian real estate, which was technically purchased by FDX, or what will eventually, I believe, in my humble opinion, was stolen by FTX from other people and purchased for the parents. So that's 19 properties, $121 million. That's still not $250 million. So they got an anonymous donor. Well, you see... I had a question. How much government could you buy with 37 million? Because that's what he donated. He donated 37 million to the Democratic Party people. And he gave, I think it was 10 million to the Bidens. Yeah, one of the little packs. And they do that through the whole deal. But what I saw in the indictment, which was very interesting, is they charged him with a lot of money laundering, violations of federal um, federal election law because there's a limit on what you can spend. There's actually a limit there. Pretty funny, huh? There's a limit on donations. So they just make up a whole bunch of companies and send out some money. So he right now is out of jail. And I'm going to tell you about the January 6th guys in a minute right after this quick break. Stay tuned. Do you love classic and special interest cars? If so, listen to our podcast every Saturday from 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time here on America's Web Radio. Or find us on your favorite podcast site, iTunes, Spotify, or any of the others out there. We'll talk about classic cars. We'll talk to car guys. We'll talk to clubs that are here at our facility here in Classic Auto Mall. And we'll also talk about Classic Auto Mall and how we can help you sell your classic or special interest car. So give us a listen every Saturday morning from 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. Thanks. Hello, I'm Dr. Mike Karuchak. Have you ever wondered what doctors talk about amongst themselves? If you do, join us on the Doctor's Lounge and hear the doctor's conversations amongst themselves. Join me and my co-host, Dr. Hal Schertz, every Thursday morning, 8 to 9 a.m. 
If you want the truth about politics, medicine, weapons, classic cars, and more, you'll want to tune in to America's Web Radio. You can listen to all of your favorite shows live at www.americaswebradio.com or on demand on iTunes, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. That's www.americaswebradio.com. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And we're back. You're listening to Bite of Reality with Mark the Shark. So right before the break, we were talking about the Sam Bankman-Fried cryptocurrency guy. So here's the guy who gets out with what's called the signatory bond in federal court, which is actually you don't post anything up. Normally you'd go to a bail bondsman, you'd put up 10% of whatever it was. But they don't have to do that here. They just sign on the dotted line. Then they got some, you know, unknown donors from the Democratic Party, probably the people that he bought already, to sign up and post some money. And I'm sure George Soros might be in there somewhere. Or one of his little packs. So what's really interesting is he's home for the holidays. Yeah, Sam Bankman-Fried, three or four billion gone, not a problem. He's on his way home to his parents' house in Palo Alto. So how about the January 6th guys? Yeah, wait a second. Oh, a lot of them are still in jail. Why is that? No bail. Ooh. You know, you want to talk about, wait, I'm supposed to be happy. You want to talk about the two-tiered or no-tiered justice system? There it is. Write that in there. Guy who steals three or four billion dollars, allegedly, at this point. And the people who have been convicted of nothing from the January 6th invasion, well, we call it an invasion, or see, it's interesting, no one's been charged with insurrection, but yet they call it an insurrection because it's good news headline. Makes good sense, right? So, back to that. They're still in jail without bail. No one got killed. They didn't murder anyone. In fact, the only one who got murdered was Ashley Babbitt, who was shot by one of the armed guards in the house in the Capitol. But he was given a hero's welcome. No, no investigation. We don't investigate it because he has that D. The D stands for get out of jail. So that particular committee, by the way, <laughs> let's stay let's stay with the FDX crypto. So his two minor generals in that particular endeavor, you know, it's interesting that you get get what you deserve, I guess. You know, you invest in things that don't exist and that's what happens. You know <laughs> it's just here's here's the people who are gonna be investigating this guy before Congress, okay? <laughs> This is almost, you can't make this stuff up. Here's people who are on the House Service, the House Financial Services Committee who've accepted donations from FTX. Ready for this? Illinois, Chu Garcia, Richie Torres, New York Democrat, Josh Gottheimer, a Democrat from New Jersey, Jim Himes, Democrat from Connecticut, Sean Kasten, a Democrat from Illinois, Jake Oshinkloss, Democrat from Massachusetts, and Cindy Anks, Democrat from Iowa. Those are the people who accepted donations from him and are now going to technically say they're going to investigate him. So, 
According to the current bankruptcy filings, FTX only owes $3 billion to their top 50 creditors, and it includes $226 million to one of their largest creditors. So one must ask themselves, how does a $16 billion company value go down to zero? And you know what the answer is? Let's talk about regulations. Yeah. Now we're going to regulate something that doesn't exist. Good luck with that. Now, you're going to ask the people who took the money from him as donations, have they all ran and given it back yet? Have all the Democrats given back the $37 million of the investors' money that was stolen? Oh, wait, allegedly. Allegedly always. Till he's convicted. And that isn't going to happen. Who's going to investigate him? The people who took the money? Good idea. Great idea, you know. You know, you know, they, they, this is the worst debacle since Enron. And it's just going to be another disaster and no one's ever going to be held accountable. It seems like that's a, a pattern. So as Americans, I guess we got to begin to accept the fact that no one is ever accountable on the blue shoes, sneakers, the blue side. On the red side, if you speak out of turn, you go to jail and you get held there. People who were not actually even in the Capitol are still in jail without bail. Jail without bail. That interesting? Jail without bail. What a deal. What a deal. I can't begin to tell you how proud I am of the American judicial system. You know, let the guy out who steals three or four billion, allegedly, and keep the people who ran into the Capitol in jail. Makes perfect sense to me. There you go. So now we have the other thing is <laughs> this, this begins to get even more interesting. I'm, I'm hearing all about what the Republicans are going to do. And honestly, I'm more concerned with what the Republicans didn't do. They haven't done. I want to say it, but I won't <laughs> just say they haven't done anything. That's it. I'll say anything. You know, it, it's just in my humble opinion, of course, the Republicans are spineless mealy mouth worms. But again, it's my humble opinion, and opinions are like butts. Everyone has one. Some stink, and some don't. But what I find is there's no morals, there's no accountability. Certainly, in any of these giant government deals, $1.7 donations of $37 million to congressmen and women, what are we doing here? However, however, by the way, we have been going after Donald Trump 24-7 since he was in office. But no one's been held accountable. Legendary Dave. And uh, the question comes up here in Georgia by America's Web Radio, by the way. Exactly what's going to happen to Stacey Abrams, who took her campaign donations and seems to have certainly fled Georgia. We don't know exactly where she is now. Probably California. But she took money, never paying her people, her workers, never paying her the media that she owes, and uh, has taken her campaign money and fled. <laughs> Are you surprised at all? No. But she has a D after her name. That's a get out of jail, get out of prosecution, you know, we're busy chasing parents at the Department of Justice. 
We don't go after real things. You know, I, I gotta, I gotta tell you, I gotta jump in here on this point is when we got to, I was looking up, you know, doing the FTX deal and his two underlings apparently pled guilty. Caroline Ellison and Gary Wang. They pled guilty to some, let's see, um, they pled guilty to fraud and they're going to be cooperating with the prosecution. So they're going to try to reduce any jail time. We'll see what happens. You know, this is going to be one of those get out your big broom and sweep it under the rug things. It's going to be off the headline news after the first of the year. It's going to be gone. So what happens is they're now trying to get them to turn on him. What do you got? Well, it may not be gone, Brother Mark, in that uh, your president wants to go to a cashless society. That's going to be interesting. Then you just let the, listen, we've already let the inmates run the asylum for two years. And after two years, inflation has gone cumulatively to 13.8%, and it's literally cost each American family more than $10,000 under the Biden policies. But I'm happy about that because I, I, you know, I've been told by one of my listeners that I'm too down, that I want to be happy about things. So I'm thrilled that Americans are now paying more than 10000 more than what they used to and that inflation's gone to 13.8%. Congratulations. I want to thank America for putting the genius in charge. But what's what I find interesting is under this FTX system here, it's something that was funneled from FTX to Alameda. Alameda was his buying and trading. It was his personal piggy bank for what I see. Again, my humble opinion. There's been no proof of anything yet, except for a lot of documents coming out now. But it was really kind of, it's interesting to see that they let this guy out, but the January 6th people are still in jail. And initially, what was even more hysterical, and he found out what a Bahamian jail was like, and he decided, you know what, I'm going to waive extradition. I'm on my way back to the U.S. And what's nice is the U.S. chartered him a private plane to take him back. That's so nice of the U.S. at taxpayers' expense. I Did I forget that? But, you know, the amount of property that the parents now own, you know, they're both professors at Stanford, which is going to bring me to my next point. Stanford University, what a great place to go. They, the salaries range there, approximately 190000 a year, according to reports. So that's 400000 a year. So that's pretty interesting that they amassed a wealth of $121 million. They must be the Pelosi investors. Yes. They have the Nancy Pelosi investment crew. So what they did is absolutely amazing. They really just took people's money and ran with it. And you could call it anything you want. I guess at some point they'll find out that, you know, what actually happened. But look at it this way. They put up a $200 million bail, which is optical delusion bail. There is no money that changes hand. There's no property that changes title into trust. Oh, just like crypto, huh? It's it's exactly that crypto. In fact, I'm surprised if he had any money left that he didn't put that up as bail. That's that's the kind of system that's running here. 
But I got to tell you, it was, you know, to ask him, Sam Bankman-Fried, to pony up $250 million in bail, it didn't take him long. He posted that immediately. And it, that's just a fact, you know. But I, I really... I'm gonna, I'm gonna jump onto the Stanford bandwagon now. And some of the things is that they are now outlawing. Just don't make the mistake of saying American. Well, that, that's what I was getting to. I was getting to that. Wash your you mouth know, out. You, you can't say addicted anymore. You now have to say hooked and devoted. You can't say basket case. The guy's a basket case. You just have to say he's nervous. No more blind studies, double blind, can't say that. You have to say mask studies. <laughs> it's, just, it's just amazing. You can no longer say the word crazy. You have to say surprising or wild. I'm sure the wild people have something to say about that. And you can no longer say dumb Stanford University. You have to say Non-vocal, non-verbal Stanford University. And this is, this gets even better. You can no longer say lame. You have to say boring or uncool. Now, if I'm one of the uncool people, I'm really upset about that one. That really just, you know. And here's the best one I love. OCD can no longer be used. You must say detail oriented. I'm not making this up. That's what the funny part is. Now, you can no longer say the word spaz. You must say clumsy. You can no longer say graybeard. You have to use the person's name. So you'd have to say Mark the Shark. And if you wanted to get in touch with me, you can no longer say our senile president. You have to say person suffering from senility president. This is just, you know, oh, this is the, the best. You can no longer use the words brave. We are no longer the home of the, we are the home of the. You cannot say home of the brave. According to Stanford University, you must now say home of the, because you cannot use that word, because that's, <laughs> the term perpetuates the stereotype of the noble, courageous savage equating indigenous male as being less than a man. Is that uh, a singular or plural brave? Yeah, well, they're using it as a noun. They're okay. using it as a noun. Oh, wait, okay. it, it even gets better. Oh, you can no longer say, you what? can no longer say chief. What? what, what? You what? have to use the person's name. What? what about Atlanta, Georgia, home of the Braves? Nope, can't say that anymore. I'm surprised they didn't kick that team out of the Major League Baseball already. You know, because it's now the Washington Losers, or what would they change it to? It used to be the Redskins. They change it to Washington can't win a football? I, I don't know. You know, but you can't use the word chief because that is calling a non-indigenous person chief trivializes or trivializes both the hereditary and elected chiefs in indigenous communities. Calling an indigenous person chief is a slur. Ooh, and, and we had Chief Nakahoma that used to do laps around his teepee before a Braves game. Right. So you, you can no longer say on the warpath because that's you now have to use mad on the offensive. 
Because again, that's cultural appropriation, appropriations of a term that referred to the route taken by indigenous people heading towards a battle with an enemy. Gosh, they either have too much time on their hands or they're not teaching your kids anything at Stanford. I, I think you've uh, just ended my radio station because I won't know what to say. <laughs> I'll just have to, we'll, we will present the first silent radio station in the country. That's pretty much where they're going. Well, let's see. You cannot, you can no longer say gentlemen. You have to say everyone. So, ladies and everyone. everyone. <laughs> That's kind of redundantly stupid. It, and that the claim by Stanford is it lumps a group of people using masculine language and or into gender binary groups, which don't include everyone. Look at everyone going into the men's bathroom. Oh, gosh. You know, I, I just cannot get to the point where I can accept this stuff. You can no longer say, oh, this is even better. You can no longer say landlord or landlady. You have to say property owner because it lumps a group of people using gender binary language. I'm sorry. I don't agree, and you could disagree with me. That's fine. This is, well, it used to be America. Used to have your right to free speech, but it's it's just ridiculous. You know, the fact that they spent time doing this is what's even funnier. This is 13 pages. 13 pages. You can no longer say she-male, transgender woman, trans woman. Now, it says, and I quote, this slur is often used disparagingly to refer to people who don't conform to gender expectations. Some in the community do identify with self-described as the term through. Well, though, <laughs> listen, you can call yourself anything, but just don't call me late for dinner. <laughs> you know, I, I just, I, I think we're done with this. It's just Stanford University. If your kids are going there, get them out. Get them out. They're not teaching them anything. Can, can you, you know, imagine, they're going to be the new spineless Republicans. Can you imagine getting your bill and saying, this is what I'm paying for? Thirty, forty thousand dollars a year for my kid to go and do this? Uh, you know that you probably can't use the word bill because it's it it appropriates the culturalism of ducks. <laughs> you gotta be careful of that. Well, if it walks like a duck, quacks like a duck, yep, must be a duck, huh? You can't say that anymore. Oh, that's right. I'm sorry. Oh, darn. So now, darn, wait, it's wait. so hard to remember what you can say and you can't say. That's why they teach the rest of the population to just be silent. See, now, look, at that jumps right over to Afghanistan. Now, Afghanistan, the Taliban have now stopped women from going to higher education. They've now outlawed that because they believe that women who are somewhat intelligent are not easily to control, which is probably true. That explains a lot. But now the U.N., and the rest of the Europe and America is really upset about this. And they are threatening. <laughs> they are threatening the Taliban. I'm telling you. We're going to threaten the Taliban about what they're going to do. And I've just lost my video feed, but that's okay. I'm apparently still up and running. Ah, you're back. So 
the Taliban, the world is going to let them know that they are unhappy with what's going on. Are now, we, on to stomping, some other. Are we stomping our feet and saying no, no, no? Yeah, pretty much. Because they already have the most well-armed terrorist ex- organization on the planet. This is 88 billion. And it all says, made in the USA. Yep. They control everything now. So, again this week, some more fantastic news from North Korea. Apparently, North Korea is now selling missiles to Russia. Now, I wonder if we gave North Korea any money. Well, technically, if we gave China all our money and China gives it to North Korea, yeah, I guess we're funding both sides of the war now. This is an interesting part. Had Europe not canceled all their fossil fuels and tried to do this weenie green deal when they weren't ready for it, they wouldn't be beholden to Russia, and they wouldn't be funding the war that we're paying for in Ukraine. Because interestingly enough, when oil is 40 or $50 a barrel, Russia can't afford to attack anyone. But, you know, what can I tell you? We are not that smart anymore. And Europe, obviously, it's going to be really cold this winter. So as we get towards the end of the program here, just wanted to let you know that the January 6th lynch mob, their report is out. I'm going to buy five copies. I want them to be autographed by Donald Trump. I'm going to send it to him to get autographed. And they are referring him for a criminal prosecution. Yeah, because they've done that to Pelosi. They did that to Maxine Waters. Uh, oh, no, that's right. They never did that. This is like the Forrest Gump Committee. This is just amazing. You know, find me a crime and then get me a guy who did it. It, it does, you know, this, this referral, this. Follow the yellow brick road made more sense. And, uh, for some reason we seem to have misplaced Mark the Shark. Either that or he got choked on the bite. We don't know for sure. But we seem to have misplaced him somewhere. And uh, we'll keep looking for him and see if he shows back up. Uh, otherwise, we'll be ending the show very shortly. And uh, unfortunately, ending it on somewhat of a sour note in that uh, our... Uh, host and good friend we found out uh, died yesterday and uh, we were very sorry to hear that and uh, so with that being said Mark the Shark has uh, is temporarily or maybe permanently uh, not with us he's just uh, he's uh gone over to the other side. He's become a Democrat. Heaven forbid. That would not happen. Not happen to Mark the Shark, our friend. Never would he become a Democrat. Never would he become a turntail. Never. But we are glad to have had Mark the Shark on today and uh, we look forward to uh, Mark the Shark coming back with us and uh, well supposedly he's out there but uh, 
Mark, uh, I gather you have gone away. Okay, well, we'll turn that button off, and uh, if we see him come back, we'll turn that button back on. Anyway, you're listening to America's Web Radio, and I would personally like to invite you to tune in to A Veteran's Place. It's every Thursday morning at 10 o'clock, and you can go on our website and look it up. It is the most comprehensive. There's Mark the Shark. Back. Hey, he's back. We lost electric. Oh, that's, that was, that was something, you know. <laughs> what would Stanford say about that and not paying your damn bill? I don't know if I could, I could use that word electric. <laughs> well, we've been getting 50, 60 mile an hour gusts here. Oh. But in 1.7 trillion, or bring me to a real quick incident, 1.7 trillion dollars of American taxpayers. So did seven or eight billion dollars go towards the electric grid? Maybe fixing it? So it wouldn't get knocked off the air? <laughs> I mean, this is incredible. It's incredible. But I was just saying before, the January 6th lynch mob, 845-page report, criminal referral for Donald Trump, who apparently controls the minds of people. But what's very interesting is down the block at the trial of the January 6th criminals, the people who actually broke into the Capitol, and I've always said this, if you broke into the Capitol, you're a criminal. You deserve what you get. Those people, they have been arguing, our government, that Donald Trump had nothing to do with that. In fact, his name never even came up because that was the reality. But the news media goes with the Trumpian factor. Okay, so now he controls the minds of 100,000 people. But, well, anyway, before we get knocked off again, I'll turn it over to legendary Dave. I, I just have one question for you. If we're talking about a few handful of people that broke into Congress, and what do we call those millions that have broken into our country? Those people are, they're very nice guys. In fact, I had a whole scenario on that. Section 8 of the U.S. Code 1324, bringing in and harboring certain aliens. If you do that, that's a federal crime. That's a felony. Okay? And it's punishable. It's punishable by not more than five years in jail. So which one of the Biden administration geniuses? Is Mayorkas now under arrest? Are the people who are transporting them all over the country in violation of federal law under arrest? I don't see that. I don't see that anywhere, in fact. Well, you'd have to draw them a picture of a jail anyway to know what it is. Well, they keep, they, listen, they can't get enough jets to the border to transport them all over the country. Listen, it is America's destruction by design, unraveling America. It's really clear. It, it's not, it's not that they're not doing anything. They are doing it. This is by design. That's the difference. People keep saying, they're not doing anything at the border. No, they are. Well, that comes to another end of Bite of Reality. Sorry we got knocked off the air, but see if there's any pork in that bill for electric. Anyway, have a fantastic, great, happy Hanukkah, Merry Christmas, and we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening. The views, opinions, and content of the show hosts and their guests appearing on America's Web Radio are their own 
and do not necessarily reflect those of the station. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.